Welcome to The Listcast, a show where two ranting buddies dive into a pool of nostalgia and talk absolute nonsense in pursuit of creating the perfect top 10 list. So without further ado, we bring to you Listcast. What are we what are we doing today, Ralph? Well, today we are constructing a list, Alex. Okay, alright. Sounds good. Yeah. So we've got a we've got a selection of uh, topics available and we're gonna reach into the hat of wonder. We're gonna reach in, we're gonna reach into the hat of wonder, we're gonna pluck something out of the hat and we're gonna we're gonna talk about it for like an hour. Well, strap in. Strap in, get ready for the ride. Yeah, let's do this. Let's go. Where's the hat? Uh, on your head. It's on my head? Yeah. Right, this time, I think I picked last time, so you pick. Okay, I'm digging deep. Here we go. Dig deep, dig deep, Ooh. dig deep. Alright, I've got one. Just unraveling it. Mm. Oh, okay. So, today we're going to talk about bad guys in movies. What? That's good. No, that's, that, that was definitely my pick. That's a good shout. I like that. Sweet. Um, all, <clears> I assume <throat> all movies. Should we set some ground rules first? Um, okay, they've got to be bad. Right, do they have to be guys? or come No, oh. this is gender neutral. This Good. is I'm um, glad to hear it. You it's could 2019, be, it should be. Yeah, I'm not even going to try and describe the oh. various combinations of elements you could be. Okay. But you can be any... What, do you have to be human? Born, no. Okay. We Good. are, we are, we are, um, yeah, we're talking aliens. Oh, we're blowing the Monsters. Whoa, okay. Psychopaths, sociopaths. Bad lovers, um, irritating <laughs> mothers, and people who kill under the covers. Good. Yeah. I like it. I like it. I like how you've got two kind of sexually charged <laughs> depictions in there. It's just the kind I of guy. I don't know what that says about your current uh, mind frame. It's just the kind of guy I am, Alex. Okay, well, let's. Uh, should we do it? Should we go for the classic rock, no. paper, <laughs> whatever you I don't know anymore what's it called yeah let's do rock paper rock, scissors, paper, scissors. Rock, let's keep paper, it scissors. let's let's keep it yeah. true to the original everyone knows everyone knows this game it's uh, probably sweeping the nation as we speak I'm sure I'm sure it's having We've, a 2019 comeback yeah I think I think that's that's probably what's happened people are dusting off their uh, blowing the uh, hypothetical dust off their uh, finger based <laughs> games <laughs> finger based games <clears throat> sounds great very strange uh <laughs> Next, it will be. Is it, it's more hand based. It's not finger based, is it? Um, I'd say it, it uses hand. every single muscle in the hand. It's unique in that respect. What's another game that uses every single muscle in the hand? The piano. It's not a game. Not a game. It's not a game. <laughs> it's not a game. Uh, what about mm, five? Tiddlywinks. Pog. Yeah, I'd say uh, it's like a grip and wrist based game. Grip, grip and wrist. Good name for a game, and. actually. Nah, terrible name for a band. Good name okay. for a game. <laughs> Griffin Wrist. All right, should we do it? One, two, one, two, <laughs> Okay, on, on three, yeah? So yeah. one, two, three, do, do it all. One, two, three, and do it on three. Do it on three. Right, One, okay. two, okay. do it. All right. Okay. One, two. Oh, oh. first time out the park. Boom. Paper on rock. rock or stone. Normal <laughs> <laughs> people make it. Uh, well, great. Paper wrap hey. Okay, well. God, this hasn't happened before. I'm giddy with excitement. I'm, I'm loving this. We are being very, very 
succinct. Well, we're probably not, but we're 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 getting to it much okay. quicker than normal. So this is good. This is good. This is good. Right. So let's jump straight in. Bad guys in movies. <clears throat> yeah. So. Well, okay. So. Yeah, it's definitely a bad guy, but more terrifying. And I remember watching this film when I was a bit too young to have seen this film. And I think it was my mum who said she watched it when she was younger and it terrified her. And it's still her, the film that scares her the most. And it's a film that still resonates with me. And I'll, I'll see something and it will jog my memory of this film. And it mm. is very scary. It's one of those, the less you see, the more your mind wanders, you know? Mm. So I'll give you a little clue because yes, that's what we like to we do love here. This. Uh, I know how much you like it. You enjoy this. It's my favourite. So part. the clues are, and what are the, the bit of trivia? Trivia clue for you this week. Mm-hmm. It's an all strings score. Okay. Okay. And and this is my favourite fact about this film. It's the first American film to feature a toilet being flushed. Okay. So are we talking the fifties? Yeah. I don't actually know when this was uh, was released. I, it must be, right? Well, I'm just, I'm just wondering. I, I... Oh, I, okay. Hang on. I need to... You're talking about... You're t- I know what you're oh, talking about. Oh, it was uh, 1960. Okay, can I, can, I, can I take a guess? Please do. Okay. Um, it has that famous scene where the woman's murdered. Oh, it's certainly... And then they, and then they flush the loo. They, and then they flush the loo, no, yes. No, in the shower. So we're talking about Psycho. We are talking about Psycho. So... Specifically, we're talking about the character of Norman Bates. Oh, you see... Here's the problem. You don't find him scary, do you? No, here's the massive problem. <laughs> yes. And this is what, you know... Yeah. And I think you part of you knows what's coming. I don't. I you are Norman Bates. I You've am. not seen Psycho. seen Psycho. You're kidding me. No. Oh, my God. Well, this is starting off well, isn't it? Yeah. But you so, are familiar with the premise. Yes, and I, think I, I, think, I think I know the twist... But I've tried to stay away from it for forever. But there isn't really a twist. Oh, yes, there is a twist. And and so I don't need to spoil it. Well, weirdly, actually, <laughs> uh, this was also... Another fun fact for you, just, just throwing these out immediately, left, right, yeah. centre. Uh, so this was the first time a film was spoilt through uh, mass media, I suppose. So it was by both... I think it was Variety and some... Uh, maybe Hollywood Reporter because that's an old publication, mm-hmm. and it spoiled the film ahead of its release date, and Alfred Hitchcock was tray pissed about I this. Bet he was. Because obviously, you know, well, a master of suspense and cinema, right? And so didn't want his film to be... But it's still his most successful film to date, which yeah. surprises me. I'm all out of trivia now, that's it. So, well, so you haven't seen it, so... Well, well, no, you can... Look, look, you, you tell me... Why haven't you seen it? Um, I'm just intrigued, like... I've wanted to watch it... Yeah. ...forever. I can remember it being on TV when I was about 10, and wanting to watch it, but I didn't, probably because I was 10. Um, and I've always just waited. For, for the right time? Well, no, I've just waited for it to be... Back. But now what's so happening? You're aware we live in 2019. Well, I we say what's happened in in the in the in the inter yeah galactic media years, yeah. we've transitioned away from me waiting for it to appear on Channel Four at you know eleven o'clock, introduced by you know a movie critic because it's a masterpiece, you know, masterpiece kind of film, and that's what used to happen. 
and it'd be like horror season or whatever. Oh, I see. <clears throat> and we've transitioned into this go and get, you know? So, like, watch whenever it's watch available. Watch whenever. And, and, um, and I'm still caught in the old world because I, I will go onto Netflix and be like, oh, it's not on Netflix. You know, shout out to Netflix. Um, but, um, you know, and, and obviously, you know, we've now transitioned past, I don't have a DVD player. I don't have a Blu-ray player. Well, I won't do that then, because I was just about to grab the DVD for you and say, take this away with you today and watch it, but I can't. You can't do that. So we've moved into a new world where I'm, I, 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 it's, although there is a way I've now discovered. What do you mean? Why well, I can't really talk about it. Time travel. But something like that. Right. Um, well, it's very good. Well, you tell me about it. the character. Well, I will. I but will. Don't, but don't tell you'll... me the... Well, this is going to be very difficult to... Well, to I know, obviously, obviously, I'm quite aware that he's a psychopath. Yes. Okay, so I have to be careful because I really don't want to spoil this film for you because it is a benchmark moment in film, in my opinion. Um, he's just a very creepy, yet likeable guy. Okay. So <clears throat> it's very much... Uh, <laughs> very good, Alex. A sheep in wolf's clothing. Very much so. Um, so you... Even though you know the premise, you would not expect the acts to be carried out in the way they are. Right. Um, no, it's just a re- it's just a really really good film, uh, and he's a uh, he's he's just through and through creepy, like really and truly. He um, the the mannerisms he has, the way he walks, is the way he stares. Uh, well, I really, <laughs> I, I mean, like, you've you've screwed me basically. I I can't talk about. The reason I find him so terrifying, because it will ruin the film for you. So, let's write this one off, and you go next. And whoever it is, I'm going to say I haven't seen it. So, okay, go on, you go. It's fine, you know, it's not a problem. Right. So, my choice. So, so look, hold on, hold on. Let's okay. just remember the premise of this. This this game. It's not a game. It's not a game. <laughs> This this podcast. This is serious. This is this is. So life. Psycho. Well, Norman Bates. Yeah. Norman Bates goes in at number one. Well, how? Because he's the first one. So therefore, he. Well, takes I feel the he spot. should be taken off the list entirely because. I can't comment. No. Okay, goes in at number one with an asterisk, okay. and then and then we may have to replace him later. Okay, fine. All right. Okay, so I'm going to go for something. Yes, I hope which, so. Which you do know. Okay. But before I do, I've got two observations. Oh, good. Am I going to guess the film from these observations? No, 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 you're not. You've got nothing to do with it. A, do you have a wine bottle called Chronic? Yes. Right, okay. That's cool. It's very... um, But look what it's called as well. Read. Sofa King Bueno. Yeah, so say that out slowly. Sofa King Bueno. Yeah. Sofa. Oh. Oh. Right. Very clever. It's good, isn't it? Very clever. And also, my second point was your shirt. Yeah. You've got a crocodile. Yeah. Wearing 3D glasses. Yep. And a hat. Sombrero. Sombrero. Yep. And there's a talking pineapple. There's a, there's or a, a coconut, rather. A coconut, which looks terrifying, and an island. An island, yeah. And um, so what? what is that... What does, that, uh, what does this, that represent? This represents it in a turmoil uh, in, in, in my life. 
Okay. What's going on right now, you know? Good. <clears throat> Good. Am I a shipwrecked crocodile with 3D glasses? Are coconuts talking to me? Yes. That's <laughs> <laughs> the answer. Okay. Um, good. Well, yeah. Good. So glad, glad we cleared that. Glad we cleared that. So mm. it was just it was on my mm. mind. Okay. Good. Good. Um, so uh, I'm going to go for a a film made in the 1980s, right? Um, or a character within a film made in the 1980s. Okay. Uh, he gave me nightmares. Okay. Um, hold up. We just got to wait for the train to pass. The inspiration train. The inspirational train. That's, that's where we get the. The juice. <laughs> um, so Alex, Alex is obsessed with juice. I um, am. I'm. I think he might be juicing. Oh, I might be. Are, might you, be. are you? Are you with the bros juicing down the gym? <sighs> I mean, my interpretation of juicing and your interpretation oh. of juicing may be different things. What's your? What does juicing mean to you? Steroids. That's what it means to me. All oh, right. No. So you're not down. I'm, but I'm also not making juices. Or well, you've been looking like you've been working out recently, so maybe, you know. Well, thank you. Not. Oh, okay. No. You're not juicing? I'm not juicing, no. Even if it gives you, like, 24-inch pythons? <laughs> I wouldn't want snakes <laughs> on my person at any point. Fair enough. <clears throat> so, so anyway, so 1980s, yeah. this is a film which broke the mould. It's Freddy Krueger, isn't it? No. Oh, I like guessing, and then I get it wrong. And I no, 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 no. It's a film that it really did break the mould. Yeah. Um, it starred a beloved British actor um, who wore a hat and later <laughs> did commercials, also known as adverts, for BT. Bob Hoskins? Yes. What is the film? Long Good Friday? No. It's not about a film though, is it? It's oh. about a character in a film. Oh. And let's just say Bob Hoskins was uh, a good guy. Oh, 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 I know it. I know it. This is uh, Doom from Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Judge Doom. Judge Doom. This is Judge yeah, Doom. Yeah, terrifying. Yeah. God, yeah, good shout. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, very... So, that's a proper... Um, that's a proper childhood fear. Yeah. When I saw that at the cinema, I remember coming home and genuinely being very scared. Yeah, I was I was terrified. That There's the moment where... There's a couple of moments. There's, there's the three moment, moments. So there's the moment. Okay, so let me talk you through the three. Do, do and we'll so. see if it's so. there. Um, there is... The moment where he goes into the cafe. Yes. And setting the scene, you're in Who Framed Roger Rabbit. I'm sure everyone's seen it, but it's about these toons who um, are living with... One question, please. Yes. Where is Who Framed Roger Rabbit set? Um, is it just in Hollywood? I think it's just in a uh, fictional... Because you've got t- the toonverse, right? And you've got the tunnel, which connects the real world with the toon land. Yeah. And actually, fun fact... That's the same tunnel used in Back to the Future Part 2. Yes. Mm. Yes. Mm. Yes. Very good fact. Thank you. Thank you. Um, it's uh, Los Angeles. Okay. Um, and it's set in 1947, actually. Right. Um, but yeah, so, you, so you've essentially got tunes who create films with uh, real real people and real actors, and they, they operate in this in this world yes. um, where they, they work together. And, and tunes are very happy likeable mm-hmm. individuals <clears throat> however there's a very nasty man 
called um, <laughs> like you describe him he's very mean called Judge Doom and Judge Doom is set out to kill Toons um, I can't remember what the law is. no wait he doesn't set out to kill Toons he wants Toons to take over doesn't he because he's a Toon well well spoiler oh, sorry. alert sorry sorry <laughs> Anyone who hasn't seen Hitchcock would be mad with me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Oh, you know, I was going to. I mean, you've had thirty plus years to see it. Yeah, yeah, but but actually, it's not that old, is it? I can't remember his ultimate plan, but put it this way: all the teens live in fear of him. Yeah, they uh, there's that one scene where he comes into a into the bar. I think Bob Hoskins uh, frequents or lives in or whatever. Yeah. And he takes where to Dolores and he's, is uh, it's his it's his girl, isn't it? Yeah. She runs the bar. Yeah. And he dips oh, the tune. The boot in the dip. Yeah. Oh. And it's still hard to watch. Yeah, it, it's nasty. And dip is this sort of acid which uh, will destroy a tune. Tunes are pretty much invulnerable to, to any weapon except the dip. Um it's terrifying and uh, you know later in the film I think there is a um, there's a scene where where Judge Doom towards the end gets run over by a uh, steamroller and that is in itself terrifying oh, it is, it's still scary actually <laughs> he pops back up and his eyes yeah jump out of his sockets I killed your brother Eddie something like that yeah that, horrible not that voice thanks but thanks, thanks for that as well but it's um, but it's a, a horrible horrible thing and and yes the twist is you know mm. turn off now if, it, if you went out for a coffee early when Alex spoiled it but he is himself a tune it's the it, what I find interesting and I always found it quite clever is dip is essentially paint thinner um, and so he's rubbing out the cartoons Oh, it's good, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whoa, 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 yeah. whoa. Yeah. Mind blown. I know. Mind blown. And also, just uh, FYI, the bar was called the Terminal Bar because it was outside the... Uh, Station? Well, yeah, it's kind of it's like a tramway, isn't it? Because mm. mm. oh, I used to love the Game Boy game of Who Framed Roger Rabbit. It was brilliant. And did you... Still got it, actually. Did you ever... I mean... Roger Rabbit, yeah, who's the the main sort of protagonist protagonist in the film. He was dating Jessica Rabbit, wasn't he? Oh yeah. Well, they split. Yeah, so they she played patty cake with the other guy, didn't she? And that was a cardinal sin. Oh shit! Yeah. So Roger was like, "Oh my Jessica!" They were married. They were married. So they had a great life. I mean, as far as being a cartoon character goes, yeah, yeah I suppose yeah, so. Say. And and it was always quite strange, wasn't it? Like, Bob Hoskins' character was very attracted to Jessica Rabbit. I never really got that whole thing. Like, there's, you know, I'm assuming if you were to go into the recesses of the uh, the internet, you'll find some <laughs> lewd depictions <laughs> of Jessica Rabbit. But she also kind of looks a bit mannish, I think. Um, facial features oh. I may have just divided is she not the quids- I mean is she not like she's not a stunner I mean she's <laughs> Jessica you know. Rabbit yeah but, but she is she's got the figure the figure yeah he's yeah, that yeah. 1940s well they based her on Pamela Anderson did they yes they did okay um I I thought Jessica Rabbit was was quite enticing yes 
but I was aware that she was a cartoon, cartoon character. Yeah, it was like when people had that really weird kind of thing the, with the Cadbury's Lara. Easter Bunny. Oh, oh, I don't know about that. Cadbury's one. Caramel Bunny. What? No, no one's been into the Caramel Bunny. Yes, surely. they have. Oh, that's. Dark. Well, I don't want to. <laughs> I don't. I mean, there, you're clearly no, into no, the caramel no, bunny. No, no, no. I wasn't. I, I had. You know, I wasn't into the caramel bunny. Yeah. But I remember it being a thing. Cause yeah. She had a very seductive voice. Do you remember um, the adverts? No, not in any way, actually. Oh, okay. I was thinking of <clears throat> Lara Croft, and that was the other thing where people were, you know, in raptures about. It. They're like, oh god, you know, and it was ridiculous. Yeah. I was just, just bloody teenage boys, isn't it's it? Teenage boys. That's it. Um, but a very good shout with uh, Judge Doom. Yes, I think he is more fearsome than Norman Bates. Bates. Okay, so Judge because Doom because he's happy to do that to his own kin. But I suppose Norman Bates is also. But he's just scarier, and I, <laughs> I love how you still try not to spoil it. Yeah, I really am. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I kind of I think we should go to the cinema and watch Psycho though I'd go see it it must be playing at the Prince Charles it's our local kind of what would you call it it's not an art house cinema is it it's just a replay uh, replay cinema it's good it's just like um, Kevin Smith opened a cultural toilet cultural film it's like a institution yeah a film institution mm, yeah. yeah it's called cool that it's like almost like a club isn't well yeah it? let's go let's go see it I'll be up for that. Surely there'll be a Hitchcock double bill. They normally have. Those. I'm sure there will be. Yeah. You've seen other Hitchcock films, though, yeah, right? Of course I have. You've seen The Birds. Yes. You've seen Rear Window. Yes. Have you seen Double Indemnity? That's not a Hitchcock film, is it not? No, but it's a very good film. Oh, very good film. Okay, but you're ultimately still wrong. Um, okay, well, congratulations. Yeah, you've 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 trumped me there. I agree. <laughs> Doom. <clears throat> right. So moving confidently on. Oh. Oh. I think it's time for a break. Oh, okay, yeah, alright, let's take a break then. Okay, let's take a break, have a dance. <laughs> break dance. And uh, we'll try on those bamboo shorts you bought. Oh, yeah, okay. Well, that was good dancing. Enjoyed that. Yeah, yeah. Welcome back. Welcome back. And welcome back. Everyone. Okay. <clears throat> so, Ralph, what are we doing? We are discussing bad guys in movies. Yes. Uh, the most fearsome. Of the celluloid tape. Tape. Sure. <laughs> I mean, I think celluloid does mean kind of film reel. Well, that's what it, I mean. Is it the. Okay. I meant the real as in a tape. A tape of film. Well, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's no other meaning of tape than, well, I guess, sticky tape, but that wouldn't make any or sense. Or a cassette. Well, technically, that's still a reel of film. Um, or reel of. I don't know. We've gone off topic. <laughs> Take one. But we are talking about bad guys in movies. And we're not being misogynistic. <laughs> not bad guys. Bad people. Bad people. Bad characters. Yeah. Bad apples. Bad apples It'll in movies. It'll be interesting to see how many, how many of these bad guys aren't heterosexual men, though. Well, here you go. I've got one for you. Ooh. Probably a heterosexual man. Uh, in his time. Ooh. Oh, that's right. I am... Right, so, fun fact for you. Yes. This character is also in my favourite film, Die Hard. Makes a cameo in it. But in the depiction I am talking about, he is... Oh, let's say he's a 24 by 32 canvas. Oh. Oh. 
Yeah, I know. I know what this is. This is Ghostbusters Two. That's correct. Vigo the Carpathian. Yes. The painting. Yes. Unbelievably terrifying. Yes. Especially again as a child, and so similar. So when you were talking about Judge Doom, I also remembered Ghostbusters Two, scaring the bejesus out of me. Me too. I remember. I, I, I I think I may have even cried. What? Okay. So I was young. The scariest scene for me was when um, the baby in the pram floating. Yo. So when uh, what's his name? What's that character's name? Oh, he's like his servant, isn't it? Yeah, he's the. That might be Eagle. He's like a Dutch guy or a German guy or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he has. um, He was in love with Sigourney Weaver's character. um, Or obsessed. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Sigourney Weaver's not in the second film. Yes, she is. Is she? Of course she is. No, she's in the first one. It's her baby. No, it's not. Yes, it is. Oh, it's been a while. Oh, dear. Oh, dear, oh, dear. Uh, Yeah. And and um, and he he fancies her and they both I know work at the same art gallery, and he appears while she's sleeping as a Victorian granny wielding a Victorian pram outside her window, but her window is on like the thirtieth floor of some skyscraper, and it's one of the yes, most, one of the most terrifying right. scenes in film. Well, isn't it underneath the Manhattan Museum of Art? Isn't that where they get the painting from? Well, they discover it there. Well, he steals it, doesn't he? His, like... Because, if I remember rightly, uh, Vigo... You get the backstory of Vigo. Yeah. And then, just before he gets killed... Or, no, he's he's poisoned, shot, stabbed, hung, drawn, and quartered type thing. Yes. Um, but before he dies, he utters that prophecy... Something like death is but a door, time is but a window, Holy shit. and then says I'll be back. True to you know Arnie kind of rip off, uh, and then he <laughs> comes back in one day New York because it's yeah, and, and and he becomes the painting. So kind of like uh, Dorian Gray, I suppose. He's the his his soul exists in the in the painting, um, but he has sort of. Uh, What's the, what's the word? Like he can hypnotise people. And mm. Yeah, so his... That's right. So, okay, so his... Um, Igor character, if you like, his, his uh, person who does his bidding. Yeah. Uh, that's the guy who works in the museum. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he tasks him to find a child. Yes. And then they find Oscar. Weird, wasn't it? There was a time in kind of 80s films where lots of babies were called Oscar. I had a cat named Oscar. Did you? Yeah. Was that in the eighties? Yes. Was That's that how old was that, I am? Was, was that uh, was that based off Ghostbusters too? Um, I doubt it. I think it was just one. Very neat just one of those names doing the rounds, isn't it? And you're like, well, shall we call our child Oscar, and then one of them or Vigo the Carpathian, or Vigo the Carpathian, yeah, and, strong. and, and strong you know, fear. either the mum or dad says no, I disagree, and they go, ah, oh, shit, man, I always wanted to call my child Vigo the Carpathian, and they say, okay. Compromise. Yeah. We'll name the dog. Yeah, I don't want to call the dog that. And you go, okay, we'll name the cat. And they go, yeah, let's call the cat. Like Indiana Jones. Name the dog Indy. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Junior. Yeah, yeah Junior. <coughs> That's correct. Um, but yeah, no, you're, you're absolutely right. So that is the the moment in my mind that sticks out is the that, floating but, outside the window. But that's, so. I guess that is that character that we can't remember his name. That is... Oh, um... Uh, uh, John Janos something like that oh 
Hang on, I'm going to do a bit Jan? of a Google. Jan? Jan. Wait. Here we go. I know this actor as well. Yeah, he's famous. Yes, well, he, he was famous. famous. He kind of still is, isn't he? Peter McNichol. Okay. And what was he in? Oh, he's been in lots of things. Ali McBeal? Yes, he was the lawyer. Yeah, he's the lawyer in Ali McBeal. Yes. Uh, Janos Poya. Okay. In Ghostbusters 2. Okay. Hmm. So, um, but as I was saying, when, when he abducts the child as yeah. a um, jet fighter plane flies past. Yeah. Um, that's not specifically the character of Vigo. But I guess it is Vigo. No, it's his. It's Vigo telling him what to do. Yes, okay. He has his power to manipulate him. Yes, yeah, okay, he? okay. But it was also, I think, when Vigo actually, when the painting, there's there's moments where the facial expression changes. Oh it? yeah. It oh. Looks angry. Oh, that's bad. Yeah, that no one bad. likes that. No <clears throat> one likes that bit. I remember actually going to a kind of uh, themed bar, if you will, and there was the painting on the wall. Amazing. Not amazing. Actually quite scary. Did it scare you? Was it, 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 was it the same It was color? massive. And it was like an oil painting. Amazing. Well, but still quite scary. You need to grow up. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Um, <laughs> so, okay. Well, I, I feel like I've not really given that much ammunition as to why he's so scary. But perhaps it's because I, he's so scary I don't really want to talk about him no. in great detail. I, I'll tell you a fearsome, fearsome force for sure. One, one more comment I have, please. Um, I watched Ghostbusters two again quite recently. And what was your take on it? Was it still, still good? Not very good. Oh no! Is it one of those? Yeah. Oh. Ghostbusters, brilliant, timeless, Agreed. excellent. Agreed. Ghostbusters two, Bill Murray, brilliant. Dan Aykroyd, brilliant. Um, the other two guys, brilliant. <laughs> um, but as a film. It just—it's like you can tell it's a money grab, right? Yeah, because it was—it was very soon after the first one as well, yeah. wasn't it? It was like maybe the year later. Yeah, and they did a lot of cash-ins with and I, yeah. games and stickers. And I remember and it well. Like cards. I loved the gunk, and you had the sewers filled with the pink. Oh yeah, the goo, gunk, goo stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like you know, and I was going to go to prison. You know, all hell breaks loose. But uh, when you watch it again as a film, it doesn't. It's, it doesn't. Apart from nostalgia, there's not a lot. Is the painting still scary, though? Yeah, yeah, the main character okay. still... He still holds darkness in his eyes. Darkness in his eyes. Yeah. Great. Um, okay, well, shall we move on? Let's... Well, first of all, where do we where do we put old Vigo? Oh, yeah. Old Vigo. Um, very old, really. Yeah, how old, how old was he? From 17th century. Wow. So, if old. Not, if not older, I reckon. Yeah. Um, it's cool that he's in Die Hard though as well okay yeah so he's just one of the terrorists in Die Hard yeah he's the guy who is setting up the rocket launcher to hit the RV um, the police an RV yeah yeah uh, okay well look okay. I would say that I, I don't know how terrifying Norman Bates is so Norman Bates plummets down yeah um <sighs> Judge Doom is scary. I think I, I still find Judge Doom Right, well, then he's, he's number two, isn't he? Okay. So, Old Doom. Old Doom. J dot, D dot, O dot. Yeah. Doom. Um, and then it is Vigo. The Carpathian. The Scourge. Scourge or Scourge? Scourge. 
Scourge of Carpathia. Scourge. Scourge. Thank you. Scourge, Scourge of Carpathia. Okay. Sorrow of Moldeville. Vigo the Carpathian. Vigo the Cruel. Vigo the Torturer. Vigo the Despised. And Vigo the Unholy. Why was it back in the day that someone had so many accolades to their name? I like guess. if you think of um, who's the guy who's meant to be Dracula but definitely isn't. Um, Vlad the Impaler. Yeah. So he was Vlad the Impaler. Vlad the Cruel, which I guess goes hand in hand. Um, Vlad the not that happy on a Wednesday. Vlad the Jack Vampire. Well, it's all it's all it's all lies, Ralph. I took a trip to Dracula's Castle. Inverted yeah. commas for the listeners. Um, and there wasn't an actual well, so, vampire there. So yeah, so Bram Stoker <laughs> had never stepped foot in this place. He'd never even seen the castle. Mm. So it's definitely what conjures up in your mind. Wait, was it actually on the wall? If you look behind you, there's actually the a picture of it. The studio. Did you sit outside and, and sketch that? Yes, I did. Yes, okay. I took my uh, life print. No, that's actually <clears throat> a Transylvanian uh, artist, very well regarded, and uh, yeah. I mean, that's what Good. that's what they told me. Good. I, I might not be. I wonder if we'll hear about um, about uh, Dracula later in this podcast. Oh, we might. Okay, he's a baddie. So this beer, brewed in Canada at Magic Rock HQ, um, registered by the Vegan Society, Um, it's a six point five percent. Sorry, IPA, and uh, it is. It's nice, isn't it? Absolutely delicious. Mm. Um, You will find it at your your nearest supermarket, which is trying to get some kind of market share in the millennials. Right. Okay. Okay. So. My next great sponsor there. <laughs> really good shout out. Okay, go on. Okay, you're up. So so my next character. Yeah. Um I'm quite fond of. Oh. But he is a bad guy. Right. So um clues. Okay. Uh he's a sportsman. Right. He's a Russian. Okay, okay. <laughs> and he is, uh, shall we say... I re- I, shall we say I, he's... I want to get this right. He's, uh, he's, let's say he's on the juice. He's on the... He probably, he's definitely on the juice. He's down there with you at the gym working out. Oh, well, he's not. He's locked in a room, isn't he? And Russians are poking him left, right and centre. You are talking about... Ivan Drago. Yes. There we are. Yes, had to really search the memory <laughs> banks for that one, didn't I? Drago! Uh, that, that, why, that is sound, he a, why is he a baddie? Well, that sound I just made was the sound of Rocky <laughs> on fairly. top of the mountain at the end of the training montage as the sun is setting. That's one of the... I, I, screaming out to his uh, opponent. I mean, this may be a future... And before you know it, it's ding, ding, the fight started. This Sorry. may be a future... Um, pod. Uh, pod. But I'm 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 saying that that's the best montage in any film ever made. Holy mackerel! Yeah, but it is. Name a better one. You can't. Well, I love it. Okay, so it's I don't want to. This isn't about Rocky Four, right? No, but but I love, it always comes back to. But Rocky I love Rocky Four because yeah. Rocky Four to me, I grew up, I watched it, I thought it was brilliant. Yeah. I got older and I got all like you know uppity, and I was like, oh, you yeah, know, it's not really a proper film. It's like you know, it's really cheesy and cliche. I felt that when I was probably about really? 18. Yeah, when I was about 18, I probably felt like that. Were you, what, 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 
Oh, this does not smell very nice. Not eighteen, maybe sixteen. I was, I was in, you know, dark, dark years, and um, <laughs> Alex is grimacing as he drinks from his beer. The beer Weird. shall not be named. Weird. Um, and and then I came back to it probably in my early twenties, and I was like, actually, this is brilliant. And it's brilliant because it was like the pinnacle of um, of pure action like a film moving at pace um there's never literally never a dull moment everything is uh resolved at speed there's a problem okay there's an answer okay we move on it's like boom 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 that's this constant build to the uh to the final fight and um and the training montage is like what 15 minutes long or something hearts on fire yeah great absolutely great (laughs) because you've got i love the uh the juxtaposition of Ivan Drago in the in the compound, you know, yeah. he's he's being tested and they're ma- they're making him to a machine basically. They are. And then juxtaposed, yeah, Juxta- that word. Juxtaposed. with um, our Lord and Savior Rocky Balboa, wonderful man, outside in with the elements, helping the the the, the, locals. the locals yes as well and i thought that was quite yeah. a nice little touch and, and it's you know it's it's a good film it's I a won't. film one of my favorite scenes in that film yeah and again this should be about ivan drago but ivan drago's in the background yeah. doing steroids um with alex and oh. um <laughs> no need ralph i would have been 12 yeah, that's true that's true uh and rocky has He's turned up and he's in his cabin, and um, and his trainer, who used to train Apollo Creed, who of course was mercilessly, let's put it bluntly, murdered by Drago. Yeah. Um, in the ring, Drago yeah. could have stopped many times, but he kept punching Apollo until Apollo. But he's a robot. Died. Well, he's he's not a robot. He's just been. He is. <clears throat> I definitely get that vibe of him. I think he's, he's not... a robot, and he breaks out of his programming at the end. <laughs> I do. I genuinely. That's how I see him. Okay, we'll we'll come back to that. We will. Um, but uh, so so, and there's this scene where where Rocky talks to the train, and the train is still mourning over Apollo. Um, and he and the trainer says to Rocky just before the training montage starts, he says, um, "You know what you got to do. You got to go through hell, but I know, at the end, you're gonna be the one left standing." Then he goes, "Do it." How does he know that? Do it. <laughs> Why does he? Why does he have such blind confidence when there's this hulking Russian machine? You can hit something like. And it's just Rocky Balboa. You can hit like ten times harder. Ten times harder than any other boxer. Because he, because the whole point of the film is that with it's all in the mind. The whole point of the film is you can overcome. It's all in the mind. Um, It's all about belief, and and it's insane because in the film it's basically like brain damage doesn't exist so no matter how many times you go down you can keep getting back up again and as we know in actual boxing it doesn't work like that so you're saying to me if it's all about belief if you had the firm belief that you could take on Ivan Drago you would be able to do it because you've got that belief if I was in training in you know in the snow in Russia and pulling plows pulling plows and doing um, weird sit-ups off Barn. Oh yeah, I forgot about that bit. Door frames, whatever it is. So, so but we, we're not okay. We're not talking. We're talking about. So, I've got a question for you, yes. Um Why? What makes him a baddie? 
I'm, so, I'm, I'm going back to okay, okay, I'll see what Baddies and Goodies terms. So, beginning of the film, he's just like this, you know, um, Russia are coming, or the USSR are coming in from the cold kind it's very of... very political, isn't it? Yeah, it is very political, isn't mm. it? It's, um... Rocky does a lovely speech at the end where he says... Oh, he does, um, we can all get along. He's and, like, yeah. during this fight, I noticed a lot of things. He's like... <laughs> it's a great impression. I realised, like, if I can change, and you can change... We all can change! Yeah. And everyone goes mad. Whoa. Yeah. He's like a leader. He is a leader. He's a leader of men. Leader of and, men. And Ivan Drago comes in, and at the beginning of the film, he has this fight with Apollo Creed. He's yeah. almost come back. He's yeah. got a lot to prove. He's unsatisfied with life. And um, and he basically just beats him until he dies, and the referee tries to stop it, but he refuses to stop. He throws Apollo into the corner and just keeps unrelentingly... Mm. He, he, he murders him. So that does make him a bit of a... Which makes it, and, and he says, he says, and it's all cutting, and the press are there, and no one can get a doctor, and Rocky didn't throw in the towel, so Rocky's kind of the real baddie. And Ivan Drago um, says, if he dies, he dies. Oh, yes, of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? I always get that line mixed up with, um, if it bleeds, we can kill it from <laughs> Predator. Um, yes. Because, yes. coming back to that, okay. Apollo told Rocky, you don't, know, don't, don't, no, he said, don't throw in the towel, whatever you do, don't stop this. And, oh, yes, he did, and Rocky yeah, yeah, yeah. blindly ablaid him because that's what it means to keep your word to your friend that you're mm. going to let them die even though they probably can't think straight because they've just been pummeled in the head and I think yeah. Rocky kind of gets away with that because he should have just even the trainer says to him throw in the towel yeah. and he's like really upset you know <laughs> Ow. Does he does he work at a, a kind of a pizzeria, <laughs> moonlight at a pizzeria? He might do, you know. And, and no one blames Rocky. And well, it's like, well, come on, man. You've just blamed him. Well, I've blamed him. I think Sylvester's got a lot to answer for. Um, and then, and then you know, and then Ivan Drago is juiced up. It's yeah. not really his fault. And by the end of the film, yeah, um, he starts, you know, he ends up he might actually lose the fight. Um, and sorry for anyone who's not seen Rocky Four. Yeah, right sorry. Or. Yeah, I mean, he might not. Turn off now if you don't want to hear what happens. Um, <clears throat> and then he gets really annoyed with his trainers. And he says... And he, he, he gets fed up about all the pressure. Mm. He goes, do this for me. For me. And puts his hand in the air. Oh, yeah. And because he, he breaks him. out of his programming. He breaks out of his programming. Yeah. And um, there's also a great, a great scene in it at the beginning where after Rocky gets punched, he goes... Um, I see three of them out there. Oh yeah, that's go, right. Yeah. Hit the one in the middle. Yeah. Hit the one in the middle. And it's like, yeah, it's great. I mean, he's great, great advice. advice. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> really good. But but yeah, and it's um. So Ivan Drago is a bad guy. Yeah. But you kind of feel sorry for well, him. You, as well, you say, so he's a product. So, so, this is what I'm, so this is what I'm saying. Yeah. I see him. Yes, you're right because he's a killer, so that makes him bad. Um, but. I feel like you warm to him at the end because he he finds his own way, you know? And doesn't he even at one stage pick up his trainer? Yes. Yeah. He does. So he, you know, rebels. So do you so actually he's think doing... he's a machine? Well, I think it's, you know, it's the, the days of the Iron Curtain. Everything is kept, you know, under wraps and no one really has an identity. Um, you're just a product of the state. You belong to them, um, and they have latched on to this guy's strength, and they have synthetically created this machine to basically beat America. Um, so yes, I do because I don't. You don't really ever see any of his personality. 
Mm. He's just a yes man. Mm. Um, <clears throat> I mean, he's just he's controlled. He's yeah. controlled by them. Yeah. You could say <clears throat> he was almost a zombie. You could do. You could. Can I can I give you um, a little uh, bit of information which I think is brilliant? Please. So Ivan Drago is an Olympic gold medalist, right? Uh-huh. He's six foot six, weighed two hundred and sixty-one pounds, and obviously when he fought Apollo Creed, that was his first professional fight. Even though it was a, um, what do you call it? A um, as the train goes past. A friendly. You kind of friendly. Exhibition. Oh. It was an exhibition fight. So he was meant to put up paintings and sculptures, but actually he ended up killing a man in a ring. Yes. Mm. Yes, basically. But guess what his amateur record was? In terms of wins to losses and stuff. Well, he must have won every single thing. How many fights do you think he had? Well, you just told me it was his first fight. Professional fight. Oh, professional fight. Amateur record. Oh, right. Um, I mean, you're asking me to just pick a number out of thin air. Yes. 14. He had 100 fights and 100 wins. Wow. Zero draws, zero losses. Wow, so they were so confident that he mm. would win. Yes. Right. Yeah. Well, that's a good fact. Thanks. Um, okay, yeah. Ivan, so where's he... I mean, I don't think he's as scary as any of the others. Well, what, I mean, this is favourite bad guys he's... in movies, so... so. Well, it's not favourite bad guys in movies, it's just bad guys in movies. Okay. Well, I suppose it is favourite bad guys in movies. Yeah, so I guess it's like, are we talking about who's the scariest, or are we talking about who's just the oh, that's who's good... most... Mm. Who we just find most... Enjoyable. Yeah, enjoyable. Enjoyable to watch be bad. Yeah, I suppose. Um... Yeah, I don't really find him that enjoyable, though. So, <laughs> I guess he's it's a great character, but he's just a robot. He's one-dimensional, so you don't really get to... Who is Ivan Drago, you know? The man behind the gloves. Who is it? Maybe... Or Dolph Lundgren. <laughs> yes, it is. Um, <laughs> that's very true. Uh, okay, well, where do you think he's going? Well, I'm going to put him above Norman Bates. I mean, look, he's. You don't know Norman Bates. He's a psycho killer, Norman Bates. Um, But. But. uh, I don't mind that. You can't. I mean, look, you you choose. Do you want him below Norman Bates? You can have him below Norman Bates, it's fine. Yeah. Okay, so okay. He goes in number four. Okay. Only six more to go. Only six more to go. Right. Uh, Which probably means it's time time for a break. Time for a little break. Okay, well, let's, let's do that then, shall we? Okay, let's break things. And we're, we're back. Back in the room. Okay. How was your break? It was really good, actually. Yeah, yeah it was good to, to get the time. You kind out. of just swiftly left the room. I wondered if I'd offended you by saying that Ivan Drago was a machine and you just had to cool off. Well, I just um, wanted to do a bit of juicing, you know. <laughs> just like, being out there doing roids. Well, I just felt like, yeah. you know, I was looking down at my pecs and yeah. they weren't quite, yeah. quite doing it for me. They weren't Ivan. Nah. So one's I, Ivan, one's Drago. Yeah, so, so I had some intravenous... Um, injections and then um, did some press ups and now I'm feeling a lot more a lot more lively yeah I mean you've got that crazy look in your eye yeah I feel crazed <laughs> okay alright so I believe it is my honours it is number right. five number five or as I'm going to say straight off the bat oh number one. Oh, he's going big I'm going to count to three there will not be a four would he count in German? 
he would he would say ein zwei zwei drei drei but no whatever four is vier vier eins drei drei vier Right. Mm. Well, I, you keep going because I know who this is. Well, of so. course you do. Um, I quite like the clues. So basically, he's very slick, very well financed, and he's here to do business. He uses a gun, not a fountain pen. No, I mean, you'd be crazy. <laughs> you'd be crazy. It'd have to be some coke infested. <laughs> Investment banker types do that. <laughs> yeah, with a, uh, with a ludicrous. I head. just think, not only is <clears throat> so we're talking about Hans Gruber from Die Hard. Yes. Surprise, surprise! I'm talking about Die Hard. Um, Ding. He's not only incredibly menacing due to his intelligence and his suave su- suaviety. Is that a word? I've never heard of that word. I in think my it life. should be a word. Suaviety is <laughs> his suaviety. Okay, I like that. Yeah. Um, you know, he's got a motley crew behind him. They're all a bit rougher than him. I get the feeling he's, he's never really brains. had to get his hands dirty. Yes. <laughs> Very good. Hands dirty. Uh, <laughs> sorry, uh, man, that lost getting excited off my own joke there. It wasn't even a joke. It's terrible. Let's cut that. It was a um, <laughs> he's ah, oh, he's he is scary. He's he's a scary character, but <laughs> again, very very likable. Do you think he's a psychopath? I think he's a sociopath. Okay. I don't think he's a psychopath. He knows what he wants. He doesn't set out to hurt people. You know, it, you, we can do this the hard way or the easy way mm. he's just there he's got one agenda mm. and that is getting his hands on that money and does he, he wants to be what was that line sitting sitting on a beach a, yeah. earning 20% yeah mm-hmm. and is that what he actually wants he just wants to invest right he wants he wants to that's, <laughs> invest property. that's what this is he's gonna buy some condo somewhere or condominium if you will yes and turn them into flats okay and uh you know, and it's him and the guy. When he says that line, it's him and the Theo. guy who Theo, who's yeah. um, breaking into the computer because they're both the brains, aren't they? Really? Yes, absolutely. Theo is the tech yeah. kind of brain. Hands is the before tech was orca a thing. orchestrator. Not the orca whale. The orca. He's not an orca whale. No. Okay. Does bear some similar references. Black and white suit. Exactly. Uh, from John <laughs> Phillips. No, it's not John Phillips, is it? But London. John Lewis? No, he doesn't buy suits from John Lewis. It's ludicrous. <laughs> uh, it is John Phillips, I think. I've got, no idea. I have, I've got no idea. I have two myself. Wow. <laughs> Rumour has it that Arafat buys his there. Oh, okay. He's yeah, when again. he's talking about the suits. Sorry, sorry. I, I got so caught up <laughs> with John Lewis. I thought you were saying that you own the suits. No, I don't own the same I suit know. as. <laughs> I mean, that would, be a good, that would be a good prop to buy. Yeah, but no one would know. But I love that, you know. You know when you can go onto like auction houses and you can buy props of films. Yeah. So I don't know if I ever told you this actually, but years ago, I was a little bit intoxicated, and I went onto one of these movie auction sites, and you could buy the Pepsi Cola bottle from Back to the Future Two. Wow. Uh huh. And it wasn't. I mean, it was expensive, but it wasn't mm. crazy money. And I was, I, well, I bid, 
but then I got outbid and I thought I'm quite glad I got outbid because I really shouldn't spend £800 on a bit of plastic no but it would be cool right Imagine having that. What would you do with it? You'd, well, you'd have to create some kind of frame. I'd probably create a shrine. A shrine to a plastic of, bottle. Of, uh, Michael J. Fox yeah. set up everywhere. And um, all but yeah, so, so that's uh, by the by. But how good would it be to have hand soup? And similar to how Sylvester in Rocky says, Drew! Yeah. In Die Hard, John McClane says, Arms! Arms! Um, Sounds like he's a little bit constipated. Do you think, do you think, it. Who is your favourite character in Die Hard? Oh, now, now that is... That's an interesting one. If the bad guy steals the show... I probably think does. he does. Some of him or John McClane. Him and Bruce are both brilliant. Yeah, of course they are. But <clears throat> I think he steals the show. I think Alan Rickman... So Alan Rickman, yeah, and you, it may be on your list. If it is, I applaud you. I was tempted. Oh, don't. But uh, he's played some good. He's played some <coughs> good. Some good baddies, yes, isn't he? Has. He's played some very good baddies. Uh, but I think Hans Gruber is his pinnacle, and that was his first Hollywood acting role. Yes, and he. I mean that is, didn't he? Yeah, well, uh, in, yeah. In he the broke first his scene. He did. He like broke his leg. No, he didn't he, break his he, leg. He twisted it or something. Dislocated his knee. He did some weird yeah, thing with right. his knee, and yeah. then the rest of the film he Sets, mainly sits down. Why sits down? Yeah, because yeah. they were gonna. They were going to mm-hmm. get someone else in. But yeah. he was so... He's like, no, I want to do this. Yeah. I'll make it work. Yeah. And, um, you know, I love... What a trooper. Yeah. R.I.P. God. And every good, Amazing good villain needs a good death. And we spoke about Judge Doom and how he got rolled over by the steamroller. Mm. Um, even though that didn't kill him in the end, he needed, he, it was the dip that killed him in the it end. It was. But the death of Harms is a... Oh, it's iconic. But it's interesting, because what makes a good bad guy, I think... I think a good bad guy needs to have, you know, the balance of the of, of a strong good guy. Yeah. And that's what makes him bad. Yes. Um, yeah, Hans Gruber, I mean, countless scenes. Just, I mean, you've got... I say, you know, going back to what I said earlier, he doesn't want to get his paws dirty... Um, he does actually kill. He's, he's the first the first death of the film, I think. What Ellis? No, it's not. That's rubbish, isn't it? First, oh, death the, the guy security runs, guard. But it's um, and the guy who runs enough to me. Yeah, um, Joseph Takagi. Yes. Um, so he shoots him. He does. And in cold blood. Because you know he says, "I'm selling me. You'll just have to kill me." He says, "Okay," and boom. But he gets spooked out when. Um, when John McClane drops in the uh, the ho 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 now I've got a machine gun um, do, do you take that as he gets scared by that? he looks anxious oh, I never really picked up on that I just to action stations doesn't it? it's like he's thinking my plan's not going to work I thought he just didn't care because he's very he's just he's just focused he's one dimensional well not one dimensional that's incorrect but he's got tunnel vision he just wants the money he doesn't yeah. care how he gets it and what he's going to he actually He's a real bad man because he's going to blow up all the hostages on the roof, isn't he? Yes. That's his actual plan. He's a terrorist, really. Well, even though even though John yeah. McClane claims he's he's oh no Holly Gennaro claims he's nothing more than a a thief. Or but whatever. he she should be more polite considering he's moving on to kidnapping next. It's true. Yeah. But um, something else impressive impressive about Alan Rickman, which just occurred to me mm. in that film, is there's the scene in it when he is um, him and. John McClane and he's pretending to be Bill Clay he's pretending to be Bill Clay yeah 
And so you've got an English actor yeah. playing a German yeah. guy yeah. putting on an American accent. Yeah, you do. You've got the triple. And he and, and it sounds like it and the accent it's like a kind of slightly it's a good accent, but it's not good enough to be a Yeah. So it sounds like it's a German person putting on an accent. Pretty tricky with that accent. So that's really impressive. It is impressive. Yeah. So Hans Gruber, I mean top dog. Uh, a little fact. A little fact about Nakatomi Tower. Okay. Uh, it's actually twentieth century fox. Twentieth century fox's headquarters. It did is. You know that? I did know that. I actually took a taxi when I was in L.A., the city of angels, to go to the fox headquarters to take some photographs. Uh, it was quite an expensive taxi journey. I got there. I started taking pictures, and the security guard came out and said I was not allowed to do this. And I said, please, Die Hard's of my favourite film. And he said, no. Wow. And I was told did you... to sling my bloody hook. Yeah. And I did. And I went back and I was quite... I've got a few. got a few snaps. It's lucky you weren't a crazed Hans Gruber fanboy. Wasn't it? Mm. Yeah. I mean, this was... The, you could, or you could have gotten your, this was you, a you time... have got your car, reversed it into a ditch. <laughs> could have. Um, yes, there were no bodies flying out. Well, of the no, I mean, I, I've got a question for you. Please. Can you name... Yes. At least two yeah. of the four actors who passed over the role of John McClane before he got to Bruce Willis. <sighs> no. Uh, but I'll try. So I know that it was originally going to be a sequel to Commando. Okay. So, so who would have passed it over? I'm going to say Arnie passed it over. Yeah. And Imagine it, if Arnie would be such a different film. Doesn't work. Doesn't work. I think it would still be a fun film, but I can't imagine there being any chemistry between him and Alan Rickman. It would no. just be like a fun, no. straightforward But you, need, you can't have this huge, muscly guy. No. Because you need to have... The, he's an everyday cop. Molly, we're married. What about the children? Yeah. Yeah, like, <laughs> oh, make fist with your toes. Son of a bitch. Um, sorry, Arnie. I know, you, obviously, you're an avid listener. Um, really like your work. Uh, okay, so, so Arnie... So Arnie... He uh, Who would be the next biggest oh, action star of the era? Let's say... It, it can't... Can't be sly. Yeah. Was it really? Yeah. <laughs> because that, because interestingly, so those three launched Planet Hollywood. Yes, yes. I can't even. I imagine. don't like that he was third choice. Sly doing it. He could work with Sly. He put. He could be his. Oh, he could be his Copland character. Wait, there wasn't a reason because B W was doing moonlighting at the time. He and wasn't they, third choice either. Oh. He was further down the list. Yeah. No. Who was next? I don't think I'll be, be impressed if you get this one. Oh, uh, Rick Moranis. No. <laughs> <laughs> From Ghostbusters. Yeah. Um, 70s, 80s star, War Shades, Big Moustache. Cannonball. No! Yeah. No! Yeah. Um, Kurt. No. No, I know the guy you mean though. He's in um, Burt Reynolds. Yeah. That would have been terrible. And then finally, oh. Mr. Mr. Lover Lover himself. Mr. Lover Lover? <laughs> <laughs> um, oh no this isn't finally there's another one as well oh my god who's the guy who, um, uh, oh my well, god well you proved them all wrong Bruce he's in um, you did it well he's done. in um, Richard Gere basically can't think of a clue <laughs> sorry Richard Gere yes. as in Pretty Woman yes he was going to be jo- that's and then finally the final one I'm before. so glad I don't live in an alternate dimension now the final person could have Done a decent job. Bruce Willis. No. 
Harrison Ford. Yeah. It wouldn't be He's Bruce. the only one I could replace Bruce with. Yeah. Because, again, his, just his demeanour, right? Yeah. He can't have a big, tough, action, muscly guy. Bruce Willis is not a big dude, you know? No. And he's, you know, he's, he's got... He's stocky. Well, if he started following your programme regime with the old uh, juicing... <laughs> with the juicing, yeah. I'm sure he could, uh, <laughs> he could get stacked in no time. Oh, I love how it's turned into a hilarious joke that I am a steroid user. <laughs> really not. Um, uh, okay, well... Well done, me. That was good. <laughs> um, where's yeah. he going? Because <laughs> he's not as scary as Judge Doom, no, but he's better. He is better. So I think he's number one. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's, he, yeah, he's, yeah, he's one of one. my favourite characters of all time. Well, there you go. Hans. Hans. Booby. Um, okay. okay. Fantastic. Right. Brilliant stuff. Really good. That was re- I really enjoyed that. Oh, okay. I'm glad, so, Ralph. Really so, glad. You've got so, some interesting little scribbles in your notebook there. I do. I just, can I just... Sorry, you glossed over that. That's... <laughs> wow. This is an insight. You think you know a person. Who, who talked me through this? This is a... Uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's a, like a 3D cube man. Cube man with an afro. Uh, no, I wouldn't say it's an afro, it's like oh. spiky hair. Oh, spiky hair, sorry. Um, um, and then what have we got on this? Oh, nothing on that page. That was a that was a slow day. And we've got some... Checkered flag. Oh, it's a checkered flag. Oh, was that because you were thinking the Grand Prix? Um, I was listening to a podcast. Oh. And then some more flags. I can see a, you like flags. I do do. Uh, yeah. Oh... And it's a picture of me doing steroids. What? Why have you? No, of course not. Uh, anyway, sorry. Just, just enjoyed doing that. Yeah, yeah, no, no. It should. This should be a segment. Kind of like art attack. Art it should be. Yeah. You could send in your your own ones. Yeah. Your own. Your own okay. Um, so, moving on. Moving swiftly. Swiftly on. on. I'm gonna go. Yeah. For a guy. Um, They've all been male. Do you know that so far? Yeah, I know. Mm. I know. I'm going to go for a guy who um, is still fairly terrifying to me. Me? No, not, <laughs> not you. Not yeah, you. Uh, okay, go um, on, let's hit me, hit me up with some clues. And Not just for me, for he, the listeners. He, well. he, he's, he's in the military. Right. Specifically, is, I, oh, I don't know what it's set, set actually. Um, probably late 60s. Um... And he is fighting in a war overseas in the in the tropics, shall we say? Um, oh, is it in Vietnam? It's in Vietnam. Is it from? Is it the apocalypse now? No. Oh, no. Oh, and and I only know one film set in Vietnam, and that's that. So. Okay, so I'm talking about Sergeant. Oh, Sergeant Barnes. Barnes. Me. Bob so Barnes. I was right. Oh, you are right, kind yeah. of. I didn't even think of that. There you go. Um, uh, one of his quotes is uh, everybody gotta die sometime yeah um, so yes. this is <clears throat> full metal jacket no the other one platoon platoon I always get them mixed up yeah which is the Kubrick that's full metal jacket isn't it yeah pl- platoon is Oliver Stone it's Oliver Stone correct yeah. so uh, okay so film Charlie Sheen mm-hmm. um, his character he's from like a middle class background he Oof. volunteers to be in Vietnam goes in finds himself with you know, all these people who were just like hauled up and couldn't find a, a way out and um, they're all from sort of, oh, he uses examples of them being from like middle America and these like forgotten towns and 
and so on. Um, And essentially, there are two father figures in his life. You've got Elias, played by Willem Dafoe, and you've got um, Sergeant Barnes, who is played by Tom Berenger. And, oh um, yes, it is. <clears throat> and yeah. and he's sort of torn between the two, and you know Elias is kind of like sixties kind of hippie-ish kind of guy who's you know he he's in like they, you have the guys who like drink beer and you have the guys who are like um, probably taking like heroin and smoking all kinds of opium and stuff mm. and they kind of split in two and Elias is the sort of moral compass. Um, and Barnes is just this sort of... He's probably got post-traumatic oh, stress. Oh, without a doubt. And he's just this menacing... Um, he commits, like, a war crime at one moment where they're in a village and he, he shoots yeah, yeah. some woman in the head. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's what... Um, uh, what's his face? Who wrote The Watchman? Alan Moore. It's what he based uh, the comedian on. Was really? Yes, indeed. Well, that is a good fact, isn't it? Um, and you know, I, I watched. Yeah, he is. He's a, he is. Yeah, you're right. He's 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 genuinely scary. Yeah, you're afraid of him. Yes, and there's no redeem. There's never a redeeming feature for him. No, he just is who he is. And you're right. He's well. He's uh, he's completely screwed up. And there's a moment in it. And he's he, lost every. There is a. Isn't there a moment where he does talk about how he lost everyone? And everything, and and then he says like they they all died. Yeah. And he's talking about one of his past experiences. Yeah. So you can kind of understand why yeah. he's got no a filter. He's he's they're all um, they're talking about. It's after Elias gets spoiler alert. Elias dies um, after Barnes basically shoots him. That's right. Yeah. Um, Barnes kills him because. Elias is going to tell the commanders or whatever about um, Barnes killing this woman and stuff. Mm. Um, and so he, he finds... Got very bleak, Ralph. Very bleak. I know. Come but, on, you know, you know I, play, I blame... Does he wear any nice shoes or um, fancy tops? No. No, he's just a, he's a very scary character, isn't he? Yeah, but he hears Charlie Sheen and the other guys basically talking about whether or not they should they should that's pop, right pop a cap in his yeah 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 his ass um and he comes in drunk yeah and that's when i think he tells his story and he's like you don't know war or whatever that's right and um and then finally there's a moment where at the end where charlie Sheen's character is about to be killed by barnes but then there's some napalm or something and, yeah um but but it's i think he does kill him in the end doesn't he Sorry, God, spoilers all over the place, but... We can't remember. Yes, he does. Trashing does kill Yes, bombs. he does. Do you know, interesting, when you were talking about him there, in that moment, the... Uh, oh, we've got a fly. We've got a huge... Fly from Ben High. Oh, my oh God. Oh, gosh, Alex. sorry. Sorry, um, any animal welfare charities out there, Alex <laughs> was simply... <laughs> trying to kill. <laughs> well, um, well, we're talking about, you know, death and... Well, yeah, you, you're, you're, that's the sort of thing that Barnes would do. Oh, well, yeah. Well, he, wouldn't, he wouldn't get a glass or a cup and try and safely... Also, the kind of things that this Barnes would do. Yes, um, clues in the name. Very similar character to Quint from Jaws. Yes. I've only just kind of made this parallel. Because yes. he's being deserted, he's being uh, essentially estranged 
and that's mm. his kind of motivation for well f- fuck it all don't care yeah Mm. He's kind of decided. It's a good one. It's a good one. Mm. I'm not as au fait with the film as you are, I think. No. Uh, but I do know of the character he speak. I remember him being uh, a proper force to be reckoned with. Um. So yeah. Do we, we? Okay. So so I don't think he's going to make it to Hans or Doom. Yeah. If three is Vigo. Uh, he's probably. I mean, Vigo's a painting. Okay. Yeah, really. So should we put him above Vigo? I think we should put him above Vigo. Okay, yeah, so we should number that. three. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Mr. Barnes, I presume. Indeed. So uh, that's six. That's six. We're getting there. So um, what, are, what are the standings as it? Okay, so stands? standings are number six, Ivan Drago. Mm-hmm. Five, Norman Bates. Okay, yep. Four, Vigo Carpathian. Yep. Vigo the Destroyer. Vigo the... The hounder of women. Yeah. Whatever it is. Vigo the Mortison. Vigo Mortison. Um, number three is Sergeant Bob Barnes. Mm-hmm. Um, two is Judge Doom. And number one is Hans Gruber Booby. It's a good list mm. so far. Do, do we need... I feel like we've talked a lot. Should we take another break? Well, do we need one? No. Let's go on. Let's go on. We're going to keep, no, this, gonna keep, keep this, this rolling. rolling. Okay. Let's go. Okay, so... Going for a character... Who yeah. at first kind of a whimsical, light-hearted kind of guy again? Sorry, guy again. Sorry, uh, just all women are lovely. Good. They're all lovely. They're lovely you people. Know? So, mm. um, but actually, when you rewatch his performance as his character, you realise this is is very dark, and there are a lot of problems. Um, he does not like manure. Do you know what? Mm. As you were talking, yeah. I suddenly thought, oh my goodness gracious, there's yeah. someone I haven't thought of. And this was him. And this is him. Yeah. Okay, keep going. I know who it is, but... Yeah, so he doesn't like manure. Yeah. Um, he should probably make, like, a tree and get out. Yeah, he's got a very nice car. Very, he can own... And the only person who can start that car is him. Yeah, Which I find ludicrous, frankly. Um... It means little kids. I mean, that's a big telling, telltale sign, isn't it, of a baddie? Like, it's a bully, isn't it? He's a bully. He is a bully. That's exactly what he is. He's a bully. The ultimate bully. Don't like bullies. So if you're a bully, stop it. Don't. You're just a dick. Right? Yeah, don't do it. Uh, don't do it. So I am talking about Biff Tannen from yes. Back to the Future. Future one and two and three. Is he in? The, is he in three? Yes, he'll make he'll make appearance because obviously it's mad. Dog obviously, it's mad. Uh, mad dog. I hate that name. Um, he must be in three though at the end. Yeah. But well, no, 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 because he's not driving a car, is he? But that was noodles, aka flea yes. from the red hot cheese pepperies. The third one. He's not in the third one, you know. Starts in nineteen eighty-five though, doesn't it? Doesn't it? Yes, because they dig up the. No. Yeah. Fifty-five. Fifty-five. Yes. Because it's after the letter, and it how do you do the time? Yeah, he so just, it starts in fifty-five, and then there's that scene at the beginning. So actually, Biff is not in the third one. I never ever realised that, unless at some point at the very end. I know he's not because they come back quite quickly, and then they're on the train track, mm. train lands. All Charles does the weird, weird yeah, pointy penis thing. <laughs> uh, train goes off to be and the end. 
you know so he's not in it and it's the worst the worst part of the Back to the Future trilogy are those words the end at the end that's very interesting because he you would think given all no I guess Lorraine's not in the third one either oh Lorraine it's not even the same actress no it's not is it you're right something very familiar about all of this so anyway I'm talking about Biff Tannen Back to the Future (laughs) 1 Back to the Future 2 well he's a rotter I mean there's attempted rape hmm there's uh, public m- public menace throwing these kids basketball throwing and the then kids laughing about bubble. it yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, I think there's a crime against fashion as well not a very fashionable yes, man he's not is he it tries to run Marty into a wall into the tunnel yeah the same tunnel him. from Back to the Future so attempted murder so attempted murder attempted rape um Cheating on homework assignments. I mean, I know they might not be in the same ballpark, but with small molehills, do mountains form? Very wise words. Thanks. Um, Got off the back of a penguin. <laughs> uh, and and um, also, yeah, he travels through time for his own personal gain. Yes, which, he. But I know there isn't technically a law against that, but it's not. It's not very ethical, is it? I don't think I'd do it. Would you do it? Well, the thing is, it depends how time travel works. Yourself, put yourself in Biff's shoes. Depends whether the time... Because he was in... Maybe I would do it. So you've got Biff. This is where it gets confusing. You've got Biff. It's where we need a chalkboard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got Biff in 2015. Yeah. Which is now the past. Yeah, weird. Um, and he... Uela hoverboard. He gets hold of the... Um, Grey's Sports... Almanac. Almanac. Uh, he goes back to 1955. Mm-hmm. So, so you got that dimension. Yeah. And he goes back to the same dimension, but yeah. the moment he gives it to Biff, it splits off into another That's parallel correct. dimension. That's correct. It skews the timeline. Yeah. So then... Creates an alternate, alternate dimension. So they then go back to 1955. Yes. And then when they go back to 1985... Yes. It's a different dimension. Yes, because they're on his timeline. Yeah. So they're now on the skewed one. Yeah. So now they're in 1985. I love how you're trying to understand the concept of Back to the Future. They're in 1985. You've seen it a billion times. Basically, they're in 2019, Trump is president. Yes, yes, very true. About 2015. Well, this is is my other point to bring up. Um, Then. Yeah. How do they resolve that? I can't remember. What do you mean, how do they resolve it? My mind's gone blank. They burn the sports almanac, so he can't give it to him. That's why they go back to 1955 to stop young Biff putting the bets down and making his first million and, you know, having the picture in the paper with his grey sports arm like proudly and prominently displayed in his mm. pocket, which is <laughs> hilarious. Um, so, because they, they don't want that. Because in the 1985, you know, that's where Biff's, he's a millionaire, he's got Biff Co, he's got the Biff uh, Arama, mm. uh, he's killed George McFly, Oh, I got it all wrong. <laughs> I got it all wrong. Okay, so it starts in good 1985. And then, yeah. then Doc goes, I'm going to take you to the future so you see yourself. Yeah. Then it goes to the... And that's the, where he gets... That's where Marty yes. buys... Normal the, 2015. And where, where, does he buy it from? where does he buy it from? What's the shop called? It's like a thrift store thing. Blast from the past. Blast from the past. Very good. It's got like a... Um, Jaws is in the window. Jaws in the window. And it's got a... Who framed Roger Rabbit? What's it called? Dust Bunny. Y- yes. A, du- a <clears throat> Dustbuster. Dustbuster. 
if you're interested in dust, is a, a buster. dust buster. Yeah. Um, and then who's interested in dust? <laughs> no one. So they're doing the good ver- the normal version of 2015. Yeah. Then they go back to 1985. Yeah. It's go back to Trump's 1985, yeah. which is actually 2019. Yeah. Um, then they go back to 19. 19- 55 yeah, yeah where everything was normal I really like how you're doing this with your eyes closed by the yeah. way and then uh-huh. from 1955 they don't go back do they? no they then go back to 1855 1885 no that's Back to the Future 3 yeah I know but the end of Back to the Future 2 is still in 1955 yeah and then they go back to 19 to 1885 yeah, to because the, the time machine was struck by lightning yeah and that's when the circuits were and they go back to 1885 but then yeah. 1885 they go back to 1985 yeah but how can they go back to the original timeline or have they just created a third one no because they've they've stopped the events of that they've stopped the skewered timeline in its tracks by getting rid of the grey sports almanac because Biff can't put the money down can't make all his profit and change into Hell Valley um, hell Valley that's what they call it isn't it is it yeah oh. no this is Hill Valley but I can't imagine hell being much worse uh, and on the sign I never got the play on words then. Uh, there's a sign the welcome to Hill oh, Valley oh yeah that someone's put that's H true. in it okay sorry I just wanted to get that well I, I enjoyed that little uh, <laughs> ramble through your uh, your um, another word for mind brain Mm, better one. consciousness consciousness sure why why not okay so anyway <laughs> Biff Tanner <laughs> he's a bad guy uh, I think especially the malice in which he attempts to rape uh, Lorraine I think that's it's, it's horrible horrific as an adult you watch that it's, it's really really horrible yeah because oh and he looks a bit like a pig doesn't he? He's flared nostrils. And there's and that moment when George McFly almost walks away. Yeah. And it's quite... Oh, heart-wrenching. That's like almost just as bad. But then he says... Hey, you. Get your hands off her. Damn hands off her. Get your damn hands yeah. off her. Just turn away, McFly. Just turn away. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we just quote Back to the Future. I'm sure people would really <laughs> love this. Um, okay. So, Biff, where's he going? <laughs> Sorry, um, good, I kind of like him as well because he's a he's kind of a comedy character. I, I love him. Bit of a buffoon, really. But I think he's very close to the top. He's a definite baddie. I mean, Hans or Biff. Oh, Hans, come on. But then again, Biff is not as scary as Judge Doom. But how are we rating this? I suppose uh, most enjoyable. Okay, well then. Probably Biff. Biff goes above Judge Doom. Probably Biff, yeah. So number two. Who'd have thought, Ralph? Die Hard and Back (laughs) to the Future being one and two in our list. (laughs) We're so diverse. And on that note... And on that note... Let's take a break. Let's take a break. Okay, let's do that. Okay, welcome, welcome back once again. Back once again. Yes, with the list cast masters. The list cast masters. Um, okay, so I'm 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 gonna go. Uh, I'm not gonna go all in. Oh, actually, okay. I was about to, and then I thought you tease. Nah, <laughs> nah, not ready. Yet. They're not ready for it. But you know, the kids will love it. But, yeah. Um, I'm gonna go. 
I'm going to go with... The anticipation is really killing me. I think our first non-male... Oh, great. ...contender. Okay. Right. And um, I say this because I'm pretty sure there's a reference... I think the only evidence we have for this is possibly in how the sequels occur and um, also in a comment um, labelled at this oh, being I see. Oh, at right. the end of the film. So it's not a human. It's not a human being. Mm. And it's, um, I'll tell you, it's really good at swimming. Okay. Um, it's got <laughs> a, a thirst for human blood. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, he isn't a vampire. Yeah, classic. Um, and uh, it chills out on in, in sort of East Coast US yeah. shores. Yeah, well... What could it be? Um, well, what, what do you think? Um, I think it's a aquatic-based fish. Is it fish? Not a mammal. No, of course not a mammal. Um, it's, it's the shark from Jaws. <laughs> it is the shark yeah. from Jaws. Yeah. Um, also known as Bruce. Was it? That's why it's called Flaws, because it kept breaking. Oh no! Yeah, you're right. And that's why they reference it in Finding Nemo. So oh, I do that. The shark is called Bruce. And the shark was was called Bruce by the um. So cast. given that you just said you're going for the first non-male thing, <laughs> and you followed it up with, yeah, he was called Bruce. Well, mm. anyway, the end of the film. Um, what's his face? A <laughs> <laughs> uh, very famous actor died a couple of years ago. Dreyfus. Richard Dreyfus. That's the no 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 no. You're no. Talking about Brody. Yes. Right. Um, do you remember his name? Yes. The actor. Yes. Can't remember his name, but I can't remember his name at the same time. Uh, it's oh god, really? Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Okay, tell me. Okay. Um, so the the character at the end, the main character in the whole thing, he's the like, local police sheriff, sheriff guy, um, <clears throat> Martin Brody. Uh, actor Roy Schneider. Roy Schneider, of course it is. Thank you. Or Schneider, or Schneider, or Shader. Um, <laughs> you decide. <laughs> you decide. Um, you know, brilliant actor. Was in um, a million brilliant films. Uh, he he calls he calls the shark a bitch. Yes, he? he does. This die you bitch, doesn't he? Yeah. Or is that alien? No, smile you son of a bitch. Oh, he says son of a bitch. Son of a bitch. <laughs> Shit. Um, okay. And actually, but it is the male because the sequels, the last one is the mother. Oh. Yeah. I kind of thought maybe the sequels were the offspring of the shark. So second and third, yes. Fourth is the mother. But the mother of the original shark? Yeah. Okay. No, no, no. The wife of the... Well, I don't know if they're married. I don't, <laughs> know, married? What, they I don't know what sea law is. So they have... Ceremonies like hey, that under uh, the waves? It's better where it is wetter. <laughs> Take it from me. Well, uh, I don't even want to know what that means. That's a little mermaid. Oh, okay. <laughs> Reference. Great. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I think that's right. I might be wrong. Anyway, yes. let's not get hung up on the details. No. No. 
But, 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 but I just think, look, great baddie. Very good baddie. Um, somehow, <clears throat> somehow that shark has bags of personality, actually. Yes, agreed. This determination, <clears throat> almost Terminator-like obsession with yeah. destroying yeah. Um, anyone who really steps in his or her way. Yeah. Um, and really, it's just a really big, hungry animal that... Um, that needs to feed, and it, it's unfortunately it's decided that human beings are worthwhile prey. Yeah, um, it's a shark. It doesn't know, does it? Well, it's it not going. It's not it, having a moral conundrum that it's trying to. Um, well, that's interesting. To you, that's interesting. You say that because I get the feeling that this is a very attuned, and he knows what he's doing. Is intent, and I think you can say that from the barrel scene, because it's not just a mindless killer. He's smart. <clears throat> really, he's got three barrels. He's not going down. Oh, well, he goes down. Yeah, yeah because it means he's. Strong. But he stalks his. He's, I mean, I know sharks stalk. Well, actually, no, I don't know. Do sharks stalk their prey? I didn't think they did. I thought it was a quick kill. I think they 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 see their prey and they just. They Take some video photo, footage of it, find self, out self their in. kind of email address, <coughs> hack in, get their data, know, know their movements. So they hire an assassin. Boom, yeah. Um, no, I, I don't know if I agree with you, though. I think there is uh, premeditated intent. And I think he's smart. Hmm. I think Quint at some point says that's a smart fish, but it's still well, a fish. The, um, the shark... Uh, I don't know the exact size of the shark. I know the the model was about twenty five feet long. Wow! And it weighed around three tons. Wow! Um, I mean, I'm saying wow. I don't know what a ton weighs. What's that in relation to stuff? A ton. Yeah, it's a thousand pounds. Right. So, so is a thousand pounds as in a thousand pounds? Let's say you have a thousand coins. Well, it's not. Would that weigh a thousand pounds? Is each pound a pound? Oh, deep. It's funny. What is it? Is a pound a pound? Does a pound no, weigh this a pound? Is not. I don't know. What's a pound? Is a pound. A pound of sugar. <laughs> that I don't often measure things by picking up. I mean, a pound is a fairly yeah. sizable weight. So a thousand pounds in coins is not going to be a thousand pounds in weight. No. Are you sure? A hundred percent. Thousand pounds in coins is probably because um, otherwise we're saying the shark would weigh three thousand pound coins. I'd say a, a pound coin is probably a tenth of a pound in weight. So what does a thousand pounds actually weigh? What in coins? Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna find out. Well, what? Um, is probably a hundred pounds. No, it doesn't weigh a hundred pounds. <laughs> exactly ridiculous, man. What is the weight of a thousand pound coins? Pound coins. New or old? New. <laughs> we'll go with what we're given. It's nine point five grams. Well, that doesn't. What, what's that in pounds? I don't know. <sighs> uh, nine point five grams in pounds. Not point not two pounds. No. Well, let's not argue with the mind. The hive mind, you know? I think they're thinking of notes or something. No, a note's not going to weigh that much. That's nothing. 
How much? <laughs> I love how does talking about jewels and pound now, yeah coin mm. weigh. Yeah, that's exactly what I did, and it will tell you eight point seven five grams. Nine point five grams. Yeah. Okay. Um, it has a diameter measuring twenty three point four three millimeters. This is why you listen, guys. We tackle the really big questions. Is 0.02. So then times that by a thousand. So that would be. It's fairly basic maths, really, isn't it? Well, yeah, you say that. You just move the decimal point, right? Sure. So. um, What is it then? uh, So I'm just moving the decimal point over. Some long, long. long Do you move it over with a calculator? Um, No, I'm using um, an old. An old calculator of beads. Abacus. Abacus. Mm. Um, I have a squire who's helping. Oh, nice. Um, 20 pounds. So a thousand pounds is really 20 pounds. Yeah. So 20 bags of sugar. Hmm. Still quite a lot. Yeah. So how much? And the shark weighed... A thousand pounds. Did it? Well, I don't know. You told me three tonnes. Three tonnes. Oh, three three thousand pounds. So that's a lot of sugar. Mm, A lot of pound coins. Wow. Why was it so heavy? Because it was the 70s. Everything was heavier in the 70s, isn't it? <laughs> Music. No, uh, that's not true. Um, plutonium. Plutonium, yes. <laughs> uh, anyway, yes. and then of course there's a famous scene. Mm. It's not famous. There's a scene in Jaws which annoys me, which is when they switch to a real-life shark. Oh, yeah. Because it just doesn't... The footage looks weird, doesn't it? It just looks like a... You've got this uh, incredibly massive monumental shark and then yeah. it looks to like some you know tiny um, little stock image of a yeah, regular shark it's not good it's not good I wonder why they felt the need to do that I think they just ran out of um, production time with the actual shark well yeah maybe I mean I know a lot of uh, production was cancelled because and it was called Flaws because it kept breaking so they would have mm. to wrap up for a day and that's mm. when Quint's character I can't remember his name right now his, well not his character his real life name um, would then go and <coughs> get a little bit Happy with hops. Famous for being drunk on set. Oh, really? Yeah, he's a massive alcoholic. Oh, sorry, what, Quint? Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, I knew that. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I was was off with the the first. Okay, so, reasons he is so bad. Um, Well, serial killer. Yeah. Um, Kills a child. Does kill a child. Alex. That's your name. It is my name. He just strikes havoc, really. He's just not very nice. Not very nice shark to be around. But I, at the end of the day, he's a shark. But but I, I um. It's really deep. <laughs> well, <clears throat> yeah. That's where he comes from. The the, the, the deepest, de- darkest. Deep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we don't really know much about his upbringing, though. I mean, what's made him so? Oh, he's probably involved angry in the, with in the, the people um, of uh, Amateurville. Probably involved in the Great Shark Orca Wars. Probably was. And um probably was. And he's probably got post traumatic stress. Yeah. Okay, so where should we put him? Oh, I mean doesn't deserve to be that high, does he really? Well, I don't know. I think he kinda does because he is he strikes fear and he's entertaining. And he's arguably the star of that film. And in a fight he would beat all of these guys. Well, I mean, that technically happens and he doesn't. That's oh wait, I see these guys. But if he was in the sea, he wouldn't be much good on land. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. In a skyscraper, in Akatobi <laughs> Plaza, he'd just be flopping around, wouldn't he? Yeah, Hans would be very 
confused what was going on. Count to three and shoot him. Um, I would. It take a lot of bullets though to shoot a shark. You couldn't just shoot a shark in the head, could you? And it would be dead. Well, I think it depends on the type of gun. Regular. I don't know. I don't know about guns. <laughs> a regular gun. A handgun, shall we say? Um, I mean, you've shot plenty of sharks in your lifetime, <laughs> like, you know. All the time. Uh, yeah. Well, I suppose a couple of couple of shots to the. To the dome. The dome. Yeah. I reckon. I reckon. I think you could kill a shark quite easily. One hit. If you had a good aim. Yeah, I suppose. Well, I suppose Brody technically kills him one hit. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Anyway, let's get away from. Yeah. Look. Killing <coughs> animals. Yeah. Uh, I would say right. So, I don't think he's as good as Hans. <laughs> I don't think he's as. Basically, he doesn't have any lines, but he's still very scary. I say he's scarier than Vigo. So I'm tempted to say maybe not. Below Barnes. I'd say I'd say scarier than Barnes. Uh, personally. No, I'd put Barnes above Jaws. Okay, well you do that then. Well then we know our answer. So okay. where it is. Jaws. Okay. Well, he's not called Jaws. He's called the Shark. The Shark. So one, two, three, four. I hate five, to be one of those eight. people. But it does annoy me. It's like when people say Frankenstein, when uh, they clearly mean Frankenstein's monster. Yeah. Well, I clearly mean Alex, and I clearly mean this is your last one. Is it? Is this my last one? Oh, go big or go home. Right. Uh, well, I've actually got a few here, but yeah. I'm going to keep with this theme of the unknown. So, the, the, the latest and greatest. Now, we don't know if this character is male or female. Or female, <laughs> female, or even human. Okay. Oh. Uh, you never see the character. You never hear the character. <laughs> I think I know what this is already. Um, is it set in Antarctica? No, it's not. But that's a good one. Okay. No, it's not. It's set on the dusty highways of Arizona. Oh. Oh. Is it a truck driver? It's a truck driver. Very good. Mm. So I'm talking about. Steven Spielberg's first foray into televised filmmaking. <laughs> uh, I what year was it? Hang on, let me just. I feel mm, like I should have all my 70, all my all my all my facts. Let's go seventy six. Uh, I mean, Google doesn't even know what it is. It's upsetting. You're saying 76? Yeah. Well, I'm going to tell you it's 72. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. So this uh, is Duel. We're talking about Duel. Yeah. yeah. So originally, so I believe... Love this, this film. It's an amazing film. Mm. So it's not actually a... Um, it wasn't actually a movie, right? It wasn't for cinemas. It was released on TV in America. Like an and HBO then, special type thing. <laughs> kind of, yeah. Um, but then when it came over to... So it's for NBC, actually. NBC. Okay. Yeah. And um, it was then brought over to Europe, mm. and that's when it got film status. Right. Uh, so, yeah, so with Jewel, for people who haven't mm. seen it, um, it is this relentless uh, force that chases the main protagonist, who, uh, David Mann. Mm. who is a mild-mannered electronic salesman. Mm. Uh, and basically, it just starts... It's the worst version of Road Rage, basically, isn't it? So he starts off, and uh, David is trying to get to his 
he's trying to get home or is he trying to go to a meeting? I think he's trying to get home. He's wearing his business he, clothes. He is um, having a very bad time. He's having a bad day. Because he had a big argument with his wife. That's correct, yeah. And I think he he's he is he knows he needs to get home because he's worried his wife is gonna like leave him with yeah. his kids and stuff. That's right. Uh, <clears> and in doing so he uh, encounters this uh, truck driver, tries to get past him on the on the highway, but this guy is being a bit of a antagonistic so-and-so and uh, <laughs> tries to ram him off the road it, Alex. well yeah not originally not to start with cuts him up it builds that's yeah. why this film is so scary because it starts off where he's just almost playing a game with him well you get that the whole way through you feel like he's playing a game it's it's, it's the classic cat and mouse right um, and then he overtakes him and you, th- you think oh that's all done with but then out of nowhere, and obviously a truck has got a lot more ramming potential and top speed. Well, I don't uh, know if he's got more top speed because he's got like a sports car. So I think the fact no, that he's he got a sports car, he's got just a regular hatchback. Oh, it's a, it's a nice car. It's not. I don't it think is. it is. I think you must know. I'm going to have a look. Oh, God. We need, we need to um, uh, discover the make and model of this car. Yeah. It's not. It's just I a regular old... It's red. Mm, it's, it's a so, nice car. I don't think it is. Yeah, no, is it, it is. Yeah, um, I'll tell you what it is. It's a Plymouth Valiant. Yeah, okay, it's a nice car. Um, but that was commonplace back then, right? I don't know. Oh, it is actually. It's probably beautiful car. It's probably oh. the equivalent to like someone driving Peugeot one hundred six. No, no, it's like it's like someone driving an Audi or something, isn't it? Now it's probably probably like a fast. I suppose it's got fins. A decent, nice, fast car, but it's not like a. It's like something. He's clearly like this middle class moderately successful guy who couldn't afford he's an electronic salesman didn't realise that until just now um, so anyway so it's the, um, the, the 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 scares that come in this mm. film is this <clears throat> relentless yes. uh, desire to well you think he's just playing but actually oh no he wants he actually wants to kill he him he wants to kill him and there's an amazing scene when the David, the protagonist, goes into the diner. Yes. And he's sitting there, and you can just hear his inner monologue. Yes. And he's freaking out because he doesn't know what's going on. He's just being tries to be run off the road. He thinks the guy is in there. The truck is actually in the parking lot, right? Yes. So he knows that the guy is, or the person. There's no one in the truck. He's in yeah. there. There's no one in the in the cab, and it just builds and builds and builds. Oh, it's so it's, good. Um, it's a film about paranoia. Yes. It, oh, hundred percent. And it's also a film about masculinity and I and because uh, every moment in the film it's he's his masculinity is called into question he can't do stuff like there's a moment where true, there's yeah. a moment where someone needs help and he tries to help them and he can't help them and oh, then he goes right. off yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the bad truck driver person just pushes smashes the car into, yeah, and right. helps them and it's like he's constantly feeling um, demasculized yeah. by this yeah you're right yeah and, 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 good way of looking at and, um, and I think that's to do with his this, oh, last time I watched it I was thinking this and his wife there's things about the argument he had with his wife and he's not being a proper provider for his family and right. all this kind of stuff and right. it's like this right um, he's manifested in this truck driver this mm. force it feels it goes back to the, the kind of classic uh, dream doesn't it being chased through the forest yeah. there have been countless numbers of films based on this premise, I mean, they kind of remade it almost with a film called Joyride. I don't know if you ever saw that. 
2000s mm. it was quite good um, but also the other film that kind of springs to mind um, with this is the kind of horror movie uh, oh what's it called Jeepers Creepers I haven't seen and there's it. a bit oh really it's, it's quite good um, actually is it oh, I don't know it's no jewel anyway so anyway so it's the unknowing it's the relentless pursuit of of this guy with no rhyme nor reason that's what makes it scary he's targeted him for no specific reason yeah. except for maybe irksome road rage but it becomes clear that it's a lot more than that, and he's enjoying it. Yeah, and they're it's very sadistic. Yeah, and there are moments where you're not, when watching it, you're not sure if this is all in his imagination. Yeah. Well, no, but but it clearly isn't because the end. Yeah. That's when you kind of go, oh right, oh no, he does mean to kill him. Yeah. Um, it's a great film, absolutely fantastic. It's quite short. I think it's only. Like it's like nineteen minutes long, I think. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, good, 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 good length. None of this. Three hour nonsense. None of this. None of this. Well, you but you need the containment of the the film, right? The the um the length of it to fully get like invested in it, and mm. it's because I think if it went on for any longer, you the, the 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 chance of peril might have been diminished. Don't know. Yeah, it's maybe got, <clears throat> it's got a similar vibe to um, Sorcerer, actually. With the trucks, yeah. they're, they're kind of like actually, it, yeah, okay, I can see that, that. that constant yeah, peril. Yeah, I, I can see that constant build of tension mm-hmm. and, and yeah, yeah, I can see that lack yeah. of control and mm-hmm. just having to mm. push through something. Yeah. Um, okay. Cool. So the truck, the truck, or the truck driver. Well, I think we should say the truck because we don't really know. It could be a <clears throat> who knows. It could even be a self-driving truck. It could From be a time-traveling truck. Okay. It's not. Imagine if like one of these new AI trucks became that becomes a bit of a rogue one and starts just hunting I mean, people off the road. It's got to happen, right? You'd expect it to. You'd expect it to. You'd expect nothing less. Okay. Um. Well, scarier mm, or less mm. scary than a shark? I think because <laughs> it's on land, and that's our familiar territory. Because <laughs> a shark's not that scary because you can just not go in the water, but you don't really have any chance to not be on land. Yeah, I guess unless you go in the water, and then you've got sharks to deal with. Yeah, I guess you'd never expect yourself to be in a boxing ring with Ivan Drago, would you? So therefore, <laughs> he's not that scary. No, that's true. And I felt like if I was walking towards the boxing ring and Ivan's there juicing up with his probiotics and his computers, I maybe <laughs> just go, I don't, nah, not today. I'm good. Thanks. You say I did mine. I'd be like, nah, I'm done. Yes. Yeah, I'm good. All right. Whereas Hans Booby. is about uh, Doom. <sighs> but he's about. They're all about. I Shark's don't. not about. Sharks in water. Yeah. Cage goes in water. Sharks in water. <laughs> uh, I'd say. I don't I'd, I'd say scarier than the shark. I'd say wow. I'd actually say mm, it's what it represents isn't it it's kind of that Michael Myers kind of character um, he's above Vigo Coppe he's above Vigo is he above Jaws though yeah I think so in terms of just scares he's a bit like Barnes isn't he the truck very scary than Barnes yeah, but is it, we're not doing it's the most enjoyable most well, it's more enjoyable <laughs> 
What's that even mean? I don't know. I um, like trucks. I think they're enjoyable. You couldn't play Uno with Barnes, could you? No. No. No, you wouldn't want to. No. You wouldn't really want to play anything with him. You'd get really mad. You would. Get angry. Why did your mind go to Uno? I was trying to think of a nice, friendly game. Mm, snap. Yeah. Snap is, I'd say Snap is friendlier than Uno. I know, Uno is like, you know, it's kind of... Uno, you know. 2019. Is that what the kids are playing these days? Uh, all the kids play. Well, more so than Snap. Walk into a garage these days, okay. Alex, and you'll just see Uno cards for sale everywhere. Really? Yeah, that's true. Um, okay. I don't know what to do. <laughs> um, Hans, I, Biff, Judge Doom, you're saying you guys are number I, four. I'm saying that. Yeah, I'm right, saying that. the truck. Just I, I think he's actually probably scarier than Biff. Okay. But we're not basing it on scares, we know that. Okay, fine. Okay. 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 So this leads us to the final, the final one. One. Mm. And um, so before we launch into this, should we take a little break, collect ourselves, and then come back? Okay. Okay. Let's do that. Welcome back. Uh, so you join us at the very pinnacle of the uh, show the show well it's not really is it because this could be number 10 for all we know this is true could be terrible could be Kermit the Frog maybe Ralph is scared of I never considered him a bad guy but I considered Miss Piggy a bit of a bad did you person. why I just saw it was quite selfish I just egotistical I just thought she was just I just like oh, I you don't, don't like her, do you? I can tell. No, I just I just found her a bit too much. Too much, but she's just a. I felt sorry for Kermit. Kermit didn't want anything to do with her. Yes, he did. But he did, didn't he? Really? Of course, he did. He loved her. Aww. Kermit, Miss Piggy is a love story as old as time itself. No, you're right. Yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> so so I'll tell you another love story. Okay, please. The love that exists between a father and his son. Yeah estranged father from his son a father who who passed on the very best of him yeah but that best of him had a dark side and and being estranged from his son the father got caught up in the darkness and is it uh, could it possibly be set in a galaxy kind of far far away yeah. Mm. And a long time ago. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good shout. Okay. So it's kind of like the obvious one, but I actually didn't even think of it. Right. So. So we're talking Darth Vader. We are, or Anakin Skywalker, formerly known as Anakin Skywalker, yeah. and um, I think he is the. He's not the ultimate bad guy, because <laughs> well, you failed then in your <laughs> because. <laughs> Because, Alex, there is good in him. There is good in him, as we see. I can sense... A lot the conf- of bad in him, though. Yeah. But you can it's sense not. the conflict. But do you not... Okay, this is, my, this is my kind of deal with Vader. Do you not feel that he only... I shouldn't have come. I've endangered the Yeah, he only shows his kind of, like, quote-unquote good side when he knows that it's all going a bit tits up. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's a bit of a last resort, and he goes, oh, I suppose I should be good. Right, when, he, when it's impending death is... Yeah. Well, it's funny because in the first film... He does reach out to Luke, I suppose. Yeah. Well, he, 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 he thinks he's... He calls, doesn't he? But he actually believes in his quest. 
So it's like it's does, like sorry. a religious war, isn't it? Really. So he yeah. believes that the the uh, the dark side are good and pure. What Darth does. Yeah. Yeah. He believes in mm-hmm. in, his, in what he's saying, and that's, that's why. And he offers an olive branch to Luke. Really. Yeah. That's really Join, join, guys, join me. Yeah. yeah. And um, I spoiler alert. You know. Father. Oh yeah, of course he is. Yeah, <laughs> and um, Luke's quiet. But but the first film. So the first film. Yeah, was made as a one-off film. I'm pretty sure. Uh yes, it was. Yeah, and um, Darth Vader is just a bad guy. Yeah, there's no good in him. He's just a villain. It's true. And yeah, uh, depicted in such a macabre kind of way, and all in black. And also his voice is a bit more. Mm. He's yeah, more, he's more aggy. Yeah, <laughs> well, he's, aggy kind, he's kind of aggressive. Yeah, he is. Um, Got and some then, beef. Yeah, and then in Empire Strikes Back, he's a bit more arrogant, and he's a bit, you know, um, a bit more pissed off. He's like, I, I'm the man. You know, he fights Luke with one hand, and he's just like, yes, it's easy. Because mm. um, all those midichlorians running around. Yes, mm. and he's still at the height of his powers, I think, in Empire Strikes Back. But he. Um, as you say, he he begins he he tells Luke the truth yeah. about their relationship, yeah. and for the first time, it's stunning because you know, oh my god, I didn't see this coming. Mm. Um, but that you feel like he cares about Luke. He wants Luke to rule the I galaxy. Think he does. Yeah, I think he does. You know, it's like a lot of dads like that. They don't want their son working for them because you know, they don't I mean, anything. not that I want to mention the prequels. Ooh. But I know, dangerous ground. Uh, essentially, he wants to find both his son and daughter. Yes, and that's his kind of deal. He doesn't want to find them and kill them. He wants to find them so that they can rule as a family. Yeah, it's quite sad, really, isn't it's it? Like a... And Luke rejects that. Yeah, and in, um, a, in a pretty rude manner, frankly. So, so Luke's the bad guy. Really. Luke's a bastard. <laughs> yeah, turning away from his dad. Yeah. You know, his dad's like got into the wrong trade. Yeah. His dad's a little bit dodgy, you know, makes a few um makes yeah. a few geezers, does a little yeah. bit of this and that, you know. And um but his heart's in the right place. And um but then by the time you get to the third film, I think Darth Darth is kind of just a bit It's weird calling him Darth. He's a bit fed up. Why is he called Darth Vader? Mm. Is it because there's a Darth of his soul? Well, Darth Sidious, Darth Maul, it's just a oh, sort yeah, of, of it title, isn't it? But Darth means something, doesn't it? I don't know. It's like lack of. Lord or something? No, I think it's like lack of. Um, but but I love it. I think it's the end of Empire Strikes Back when he looks really pissed off because they fix the Millennium Falcon and the Millennium Scarcity Falcon... Scarcity or lack of something. Oh, really? Mm. Wow. That so he lacks Vader. Vaderism. Yeah. <laughs> like he's got a lack of Vader. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the end of Emma Strikes Back, when they fix the hyperdrive or whatever and they, they go into light speed, there's this scene where Darth's looking out the window, he's all happy, he's about to get them all. Yeah. And then he just kind of turns away and looks a bit pissed off. Yeah. And then in Return of the Jedi, he's just a bit kind of moody. He's just a bit sort of. Yeah, he is. He's a, a bit, bit like, oh, I've had enough of this. I'm like a middle aged man. Yeah. You Jesus know, Christ. Just... I just come over to the dark side, get this all done with. Yeah. I can't be bothered anymore. And then, you know, he's fighting Luke and, and so on. And you get the sense that throughout there, there is this conflict. And it's, it's quite impressive because they're able to portray it just in the looks he gives. 
He's got because he's got a big black menacing suit. Bear in suit. mind, he's wearing a mask the entire time as but well. That's, that's impressive. Yeah. yeah, because you're right. You're absolutely right. Because he looks at Luke, and all of a sudden, from being this big, kind of rogue, menacing mm. robot man, you see these big black puppy dog eyes. Don't you? Yeah, <laughs> but that's his mask. <laughs> I know. So he's got that all the time. But it's the way he looks at him. You suddenly feel a bit sorry for him. And I don't then, know if I feel sorry for him. And I always feel like he kind of lets Luke win that last fight. A little bit. What? what in... Return of the Jedi. In the Superstars dryer. Well, yeah, but he helps him out, doesn't he? In the end, does, yeah. Oh, I see what you're saying, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, he doesn't want to... He doesn't want to kill him. No. No. And there is good in him. So he's the ultimate bad guy in some ways, but he's also... The ultimate good guy. He's just in denial, isn't he? He's really a good guy. So well, it's not like trying to be a bad boy. Probably trying to get the... I think he's been led down a garden path. By the bloody emperor. They're all saying... Palpatine's giving him this, saying, oh, you know, come over to the dark side. Giving it all that. Yeah. And Darth's like, well, don't really have anything else going on. So, okay. And Obi-Wan failed him. He did, yeah. I blame you and McGregor for that. Although, I mean, again, prequel territory. What a crock of shit that is. I've got the higher ground, Anakin. It's awful. It's very bad. Um, but that's a good... I like that. So I think there's a particular scene... So I agree with everything you've said, <clears throat> amazingly. Um, Empire Strikes Back, when he says... When he basically tortures Han... With the needles, hot needles in the face. Yeah. And he shows, no, he's like, don't care. So if it's his family, gives a few shits. Yes. Well, it's not his family, don't care. That's no, true. No problem with torturing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well. But he's good. That's a good, that's a good show. I like that. Well done. So where would you place him? Well, he's pretty high I also fight quite like his redemption story so he's pretty high um, he's not as likeable as Hans because Hans has got the perfect balance of being you know that baddie but mm. also a very likeable character mm. um, what have we got as number two Biff Tannen Oh, he's not, he's not as likeable as Biff Tannen either. Yeah, but is it about bad guys being like? Oh, we don't know what it's about. We should have really <laughs> made this uh, more stringent in our rules. Um, I suppose not. Uh, he's... I would say he's after Biff. Personally. What do you think? Do you think he's before Biff? Do you, you don't think he's better than Hans, do you? No. No. Um, what about Judge Doom? He's not likeable. Don't like him. Who? Feared of, scared of him. Judge Doom's terrifying. Yeah. D- Darth is more likeable than Judge Doom. I mean, Judge Doom is just pure evil. Oh, he is pure evil. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so let's put him above Doom. So the final... The final... Uh, do you want to do the final... Do you, should we do the final list? Yeah. And then give some notable... Oh, I like that idea. Yeah, because yeah, I've got a few I had rattling around. Okay. In my mind saber. Okay. Yep. So, how do you want to do the list? Um, well, let's go from 10 to 1. 
Okay, right then. So okay. do, we um, a, do we need some kind of drum roll? We can we can put that in post production, right? We can. Yeah. Um, boom, bada boom, bada boom, bada boom, bada boom, bada boom, bada boom. That is not a drum roll. Just say. <laughs> That's the umbongo ad. <laughs> That's what you've done there. Okay, so coming in at number ten, we've got Ivan Drago. Okay, good. The uh, Soviet boxing legend, hundred wins, zero losses in his amateur career, came up against Sly Stallone. Computer. <laughs> um, Number nine, we've yep. got uh, every mother's favourite, Norman Bates. Very good. I mean, I'm amazed you know that reference, given I've not seen I'm, it. I'm in denial about Definitely it. need to watch it. Yeah. Uh, number eight. Vigo Carpathian? Yeah, Vigo the Carpathian. The Carpathian. Okay, yep. Scary picture. He's, a, he's just a... Yeah, he's a scary picture. picture isn't he? Yeah, he's just, a, he's just really like a photo. Okay. Um, number seven... Everyone's favourite fish. Yep. Jaws. Finally, ah, he's not called Jaws. Not called Jaws, is he? We know this. No. Okay, so... Number six is Sergeant Barnes. Yep. Number five. Yep. Number five coming in. The truck. Oh, yep. Okay. Four. Judge Doom. Mm-hmm. Scary. Number, number three. Getting close now. Darth Vader. Mm-hmm. Nice. Number two. Biff Tannen. Number one, and I am going to do a little, little yeah. drum roll for this. Hans Gruber. Oh yeah, there he is. So there you have it. There we have it. Mm. That's a good. I thought I enjoyed that. That's a good list. Yeah, that's good. Go dusting off the uh, the cobwebs of film films, film films. Celluloid. 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 Tape, yeah. <laughs> okay, so for me, honorable mentions. Again, I think I'm basing this more on fear. Uh, Michael Myers, the Haddonfield Menace. Yes. Uh, got that relentless sort of. Well, he's a killer through and through, isn't he? Yeah. But actually, only kills three people. So he's not that bad. Well, I mean, he's killed three people, so he's not mm. great. But mm. you know, only three. Only three. Um, I'm also going to say the T1000. Similar characters as well. Yes, I never found him scary. Oh, really? I think he's terrifying. Okay. Absolutely terrifying. He's he doesn't stop. No, he's doesn't does what like Ivan. Like Ivan Drago. Yeah, like yeah. Ivan Drago. Never actually see Ivan Drago sleeping either. Just saying. Mm. Uh, so they're my honorable mentions. Ralph, what are you? Actually, I'm gonna stick in one more. Yeah. Billy Loomis and Stu from Scream. Oh yeah. Because they're insane. Yes. And scary. Yes. But I like them. That's a great shout. Mm. Um, yeah, I just had um, a couple. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sheriff of Nottingham. Ah, I thought you were going to go. Which was on my list thought you earlier. Were gonna, did I ruin it when I said... Well, you didn't ruin it. I just couldn't decide if it was going to make it or yeah. not. Um, but, He's uh, a great bad guy. But again, it's... Um, He's a great bad I mean... Alan Rickman basically... Being bad. Playing Hans, but a kind of... Lighter, yeah, more comedic version, Could, I guess. Yeah, um, but brilliant. Mm-hmm. And um, the final one would be Jaws, as in Jaws from James Bond. Oh, very good. Because mm. he, very when I was good. a kid, was I was he is scary. very scared of him and his metal teeth. So basing this on his dental work, his... yeah. Well, he would kill people by biting them, wouldn't he? Did he? Yeah. Oh, hence why he's called Jaws. He was like seven foot tall, and he would just go. With his teeth. I didn't realise he ate them. We didn't eat them, he'd kill them. Well, where would he bite them? On the neck? I think so, yeah. Ooh. That's not a nice way to go, He's a nasty it? guy. 
Nasty piece of nasty. work. Good bad guy, though. Okay, so there, well, there we go. There you have it. That, done. That, done. It. Done. Another show. Another another one in the can. Just pure gold, fried gold. Yeah. Pure fried gold. Pure fried gold. Thousand mm. pounds of gold. Thousand pounds of gold, which we all know is actually 0.85 grams. Something like that. Yeah, half a teaspoon of sugar. Uh, well, thank you very much for listening. Uh, I hope it wasn't too much of a chore. <laughs> I probably shouldn't say that. <laughs> That's just degrading our work, isn't it? Uh, no, honestly, uh, thanks for <laughs> thanks for joining us. Uh, it was really interesting. I hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. And uh, see you next time. See you next time. See you later. Bye. Bye bye.